Turns out we are starting April because my name is Andrew Jones. And I'm Johnny Johnny April Adam. file. How dare you? Don't you jump on my introduction. <laughs> this is my show. I am the producer. You'll hear that at the end. I am the editor. I upload. It's, I write the copy. It's backstage at Rupert, my, my show though, right? Well, I mean, you have not deigned to write a uh, postscript so that I can record a produced by bit on that. So who knows who does that one? That, that show. That show has no credits. <laughs> I think one episode I did say I'm your host. <laughs> oh no, you say that. That's the yeah. That's like a, that's above the title. Right. Okay. But uh, you don't have any kind of uh, back end deals on that one. Oh, I'm not. I'm, you're not seeing. <laughs> you're not seeing points. Yeah, I don't get any money from the merch store. Oh boy, <laughs> and there is so much merch. If you go to our merch stand right now. My name is Andrew Jones, and I run the merch stand. <laughs> I'm Johnny Allison. I'm moving mad. So okay. I am. What's that got to do with it? I am. I'm. Well, the, the what's the podcast called? What's the podcast called? I'm just pulling up now. We're two hundred forty <laughs> oh, episodes into producer this show. Two hundred forty episodes in, and uh, the show is called "Are You Moving Mad?" Question. Oh, mark. and I am moving mad. So oh, I am okay. literally in the show's title. So. It's, it's not uh, are you Ethan Runt or are you Andrew Jones, is it? So, so I believe uh, I am sure. inevitable, and if I recall, I am Iron Man, and I am all the Sith, and I am all the Jedi. Uh, but are you Groot? I am. We are Groot. No, um, I am Groot. Do you want? Do you want, to, do you want to hear my Groot? Go on. Who goes out on a night? <laughs> 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 Vin Diesel, I, I like Vin Diesel. I enjoy the Vin Diesel stuff. I, I may have been uh, going a bit uh, Vin crazy lately. Maybe <laughs> I only watched Triple X three. Maybe I've been watching Bloodshot again. Maybe I've been listening to at least one song by Vin Diesel that canonically I actually have heard of. Maybe well, I, I canonically. Oh, canonically. Okay, wait. Hey, wait. maybe in May we've got some episodes <laughs> to read. Get ready. ready. With some yeah. big drops. <laughs> well, my this timing's is, all out. This is um, normal stuff. We have definitely recorded in sequence, and uh, things are going fine. And uh, nothing has been uh, shipped off to the through the Suez Canal and is uh, now dislodged again. That is a uh, timely. Timely. That's last. That's two weeks ago now. Yeah, but it's probably still going on. It's probably still you know every five minutes. It's like oh, we've freed him again. Nope. <laughs> Um, oh, I understand that feeling. What is this week's film? This week's film, uh, this is a National Lampoon movie. Yes, my first, right? Is of this your first of... ever? Is, is the new vacation now, ever? Now, Caddyshack goes into a bit of the weeds because it's got a lot of the core team, but it's not under the National Lampoon licence because right. it was at that point where things were starting to fall apart for certain people. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't quite count, but there is an element of that was, you know, Lampoon-based. And why is it called National Lampoon? Is it like, um, forgotten the name of them, uh, the, you know, that 
that comedy <clears throat> that comedy troupe that we watched. Um, Broken Lizard. Yeah, is it like that? Is that? Well, the right. Harvard Lampoon is a publication, a humor publication of Harvard a satire. Right. And uh, uh, after those who worked at the Harvard Lampoon for a while left Harvard, mm. they, they, they stopped parking the car and they could no longer count any beans, like anyone <laughs> famous in national. Uh, they decided, hey, we can, we can take Sorry. this humor on the road. Right. And by the road, they mean they should they could go national, nationwide. They could do a publication with the right. same sense of humor and uh, irreverence in, 60, well, in 70s heyday America. And just see how that plays. And uh, that's the National Lampoon. That's okay. a magazine, which also had a radio hour, which then led to a cultural phenomenon, which led to them getting the opportunity to make a movie, Animal House. Right. <clears throat> so Animal House is the first one. Animal House is the first one. Um, I try not to do anything to do with uh, the murder of John Landis. Right, okay. <laughs> Quite simply. Uh, also, Animal House, I don't think it's a good film. I have watched it twice and I don't think it works. It's a lot of can you believe we're getting away with some swear words and some nudity and some boisterous humour. It's just a bit... Yes, I've seen the American Pie films. We have evolved as a world. <laughs> this is... I guess, uh, breaking ground back in the 70s, but in the uh, 2010s, in the 2020s now, that ground, well trod. So, <clears throat> I, um, yeah, I've avoided uh, any National Lampoon, especially the, uh, uh, the Griswold's ones, what do you call them? The Vacations. Vacations. Um, because I never knew what order they were in. And I okay, well, it's uh, Vacation, European, <clears throat> Christmas, Vegas, Reboot. And if you want to squeeze in Christmas Vacation to Cousin Eddie, Eddie's Island Adventure, which uh, I would uh, say never do, that is after all the other ones and before the reboot. Um, don't. See, I've seen, I've seen the reboot. Fine. The reboot? Yeah. Fun. I think fun. it's yeah. funny. People um, say it's mean-spirited. I think it's the right level of, wow, this is dark, but at the same time, it's got the heart of the stupidity and the insanity of the Griswold adventure. But I haven't. I haven't watched the um the original. You have never um, gone on a real vacation. No, you've uh, never gone on a on the old school vacation. You've never gone on a European vacation. You've certainly never had a Christmas vacation. And yeah. let me tell you, no one really goes on a Vegas vacation. <laughs> um, but is, would would you want to do those as a month of episodes? Are we going to do those as a month of episodes later on this year? Oh, Who knows? Okay. okay. Who knows? Maybe I've had things in the works. I've been writing ideas down, but I've not told you because I like to right. keep things fast and loose based on when In the Heights does come out. Right. I hope you actually haven't uh, made any ideas and this is just a whole massive ploy. I mean, and could I you imagine? Up, I, I never was... get to see these films because I just keep waiting for you to put them on. Maybe I wanted to watch them together years ago and then things went hard as well. Maybe there's been a lot of plans that, uh, I don't know, a pandemic has destroyed. Yep. No, that, that makes sense. Um, you, it's your smell. <laughs> so, um, uh, so what is a national lampoon to you? When you when you think of the idea, I, I'll, I'll give you a thing. This one's called National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One. Right. What do you um, imagine this film is? Uh, like a cop film, a spoof cop film kind of thing. But when I when I think of um, 
National Lampoon, I think, of a sort of family comedy. I have a feeling really? it's family comedy. Yeah. I just said Animal House. Yeah, I know. Well, I, think, uh, I, think I think of vacation. I think of vacation. And I think of a comedy involving a family. vacation. Which has swear words. Yes, I, I'm not it's saying... No, no, I don't mean that. I mean a, a, a comedy involving a family. Because of one franchise. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's what I think, all right? Don't judge me. You don't think of National Lampoon's Men in White? No. It is a Men in Black spoof in which a bunch of uh, sewage men do like a Men in Black thing, and the joke is they're, they're garbage, they do with sewage, so it's disgusting. I'm watching it as a kid thinking, wow, this is weird, and also, why does this film not look like any other film I've ever seen? It's because it was a TV movie, because it's got oh. TV frame rates, and it's got a TV sheen to it. <laughs> Same as Casper, a spirited beginning. So why does What's the TV like sheen? Is that, is that Mar- Martin? Um, no, no, a TV sheet is either Joe Estevez or star of this film, Emilio Estevez. Oh, okay. Okay, and they got Emilio. That's right. a that's a semi big name, right? Yeah, is that a big name that you told me not to look at? What if it was? And I said, <laughs> "Yep, that's the big name." Is currently now on Disney Plus. Back again with the Mighty Ducks. It's Emilio Estevez. Is he? In I, yeah, the Mighty. I forgot that the Mighty Ducks were coming out this week, um, and I I thought they were going to like push it bigger. Oh, no, but uh, they couldn't take your eyes off of Bucking Sam, best friend yeah. forever. Yeah. A show I have definitely watched every second, single second of. And <clears> I've <throat> not only just found out that Wyatt Russell's in it, and I feel like I probably should watch it, despite the fact that I don't like anything about that part of the Marvel franchise. But now Wyatt Russell's in it, and I would like to watch Wyatt Russell. He is quite good in it. Um, he is a <clears throat> talented individual. He can do comedy and pathos. But hold on, what's your plan... Sorry. Was yeah, my plan was to cough, yes, and you took yeah. that away from me, so that was rude. Was your original plan not to watch Bucking the Winter Soldier at all? I just thought you were waiting to finish. <laughs> yeah, I love that you also now call it Bucking the Winter Soldier, because uh, one, who can remember the Falcon's actual name, and two, yeah. who can care about watching the Falcon, and three, who gives a fuck about Bucky? Didn't even realise. Fucky. Uh, he, can't, he is boring. That guy, that character is nothing. I Sorry, just, I just... That character was never anything, and I don't care. Why would I want to watch it? I just you, figured you picked you were two waiting. characters I literally couldn't give a shit about. <laughs> I just figured you were waiting until it all aired and then you kind well, of... If they said, oh, it's, you know, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and, uh, look, here's Benedict Wong and he's going to do some jokes in the background. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'll probably watch that. I like Benedict Wong. But you you introduced no element of that that I would be interested in the title. But you were interested in WandaVision, right? You yes, because it was conceptually went... like, okay, let's see what they're doing with this. I enjoy TV sitcoms. I want to see what they're doing with that. And they failed tremendously. Yeah. Also, they have um, Fred Melamed. Yeah, yes. I like my friends. Um, so, but like, how can you avoid, like, does it not, like, annoy you if you take out a part of the MCU? One, I didn't see Civil War until, like, uh, what, months after it came out? Didn't care. Right, but you didn't watch the next I, film before I, Civil War. I watched it, I was like, I don't remember what happened after that anyway, so it didn't matter. I still don't. I've watched it again recently, I still don't remember. Two, Feige had clearly dated that all the Disney TV stuff is not going to have much to do with the universe because they don't want people to have to deal with all of that. 
Oh, I thought you changed the tune. Well, oh, if you change the tune, just make sure that people watched. I don't buy that. I believe that's probably a producer now fucking around trying to make sure that uh, people now watch the things they've been making and not like, hey, look, nothing drastic's going to happen here. Because I know they said that for the Netflix stuff. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Tell you what's going to happen that I'm going to need to know coming into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Well, <clears throat> do you not think or, that... Or um, Spider-Man the... Home is where the heart is. <laughs> Home and away. Um, do you not think uh, WandaVision is quite crucial to those I eventual storylines? I happens at the end of WandaVision because it was boring and nothing in CGI. <laughs> it was uh, vapid and empty and lacking any kind of heart. So I don't remember anything that happened in that show. So no, I don't think it's got any pertinence. And uh, I don't if like it does have grumpy answers. It's not grumpy. I'm just saying that uh, this stuff has no emotional connection. And that's someone who spent the uh, weekend watching a bunch of the Marvel films in 3D to get those uh, 3D Blu-rays I bought finally watched. You should be more like Kevin Smith. Crying all the time? <laughs> Shit, yeah. I don't care that. Yeah. Tweeting like... about how my wife's clit brown taint pones my dick. <laughs> I love Kevin Smith. His, um, his, his fandom for... Um... You know, his love for these kind of geeky shows really rubs off me. And I love when Kevin, Kevin Smith rubs off on me. But I don't care. Oh. Now give me, you know, In the Heights I'm all for. In the Heights I'm so for. And I Fast and Furious, that's where I'm at. That's my geeky area, that's fine. I'm one, of the, thing. one of the podcasts I listen to. Uh, one of possible, the, yes, sorry. The, uh, the co-hosts of one of the podcasts I listen to um hasn't seen hamilton so i'm i'm making it a mission now to call in every day this podcast is lin manuel miranda and his mirror version talks to each other right? yes yeah it's weird that the mirror version hasn't seen it it's but the weird. Mirror yeah created no i've set myself up for failure <laughs> not lim ha ah. not lim ha not 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 lim ha because and it would be Hamilton. Hamilton. Ah. Ah. This is so weird. Um, so, uh, Loaded Weapon 1? No? Yes. Loaded Weapon. Now, this no, no, no. National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Right. This isn't the... There's a... There's a... Okay. Uh, something gun. No, is it a gun? The Naked so, the, Naked gun, it's not naked. Miles naked from gun. the police squad. No, right. that's uh, that's uh, Leslie Nielsen. Right. That's that's the uh, spin off of the TV show Police Squad in colour. Is that coming soon? That... I mean, I guess it'll have to be if you've not seen it. It's, I've um, not seen any of them. I still no, can't no. believe you haven't seen these. They're just like that's important stuff. Well, I know I said we wouldn't discuss John Landis because of, you know, the whole uh, murdering thing, but also we, we, we would do a franchise with OJ Simpson. Despite the whole murdering thing, now, make, <laughs> make sense of that. I don't know. Well, I think Leslie Nielsen and George Kennedy kind of balanced he, the good. He was he was acquitted because the glove the glove didn't fit it. So I don't know how it didn't fit it. <laughs> I was just thinking about that show recently because I haven't seen. Sorry, the, wait, the, which show? OJ Made in America? Um, no, the uh, American Crime Story. Ah, the assassination of Giovanni Versace. Yeah, that's the thing. I haven't seen that one. I've seen the first season. You haven't seen the good one? No. 
Oh, the Gianna Versace one is uh, great. It's I think they made, a, they made a reference. It's emotionally brutalising because of that. They made reference to the murder scene on SNL this week, which was very they dumb. They And you know uh, what they also did this week on the SNL? Nothing funny. Nothing funny. And uh, according to uh, the AV Club review for the NFT thing, right? they said, I don't, you know, he, and it's Pete Davidson dressed as Robin for some reason. And uh, it's Chris Red dressed as Morpheus, question mark. I didn't get these references. And I think, oh, my God, I don't understand. Are you that young that you don't know without me or that old that you don't know without me? Yeah, that's crazy. That is weird. Considering the entire thing wasn't just like an original song. It was out and out just redoing that song. Yeah, same tune and everything. Like, Jeez, can, I, can I just say, by the way, Pete Davidson, stop rapping. You're not good. You're not the Lonely Island. Could you, could you not? Could you just yeah, try stick, finding somewhere else? Because this stuff is boring. Stick to tattooing and doing amazing films yeah, like um, kids tattoos. Yes, <laughs> and doing so amazing on, on, films on, like on, uh, on Bill Burr's children, so that must to make fall in love with you. Exactly. By the way, are we going to do... Um, King of Staten Island? Yeah, we're definitely doing King of Island. Are we going to do Jad Apatow's new film when it comes out as an episode? Because uh, I'm getting more and more excited for it because of reasons. Um, Has he got a name, this weird thing he's doing? Uh, I think it's called... Um, uh, not Lockdown. Um, oh, no, we're not doing Lockdown. Not, <laughs> not again. I couldn't get through that one. What if Jim and Tony Joe and Anne Hathaway yelled at each other for the first hour and then I guess things are going to happen after that, but wouldn't make it through. I keep seeing that advertised and it kind of looks good. It's uh, impossible to watch. What can I say? It literally is impossible to watch. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going to look up uh, this Judd Apatow film now because... Um, I, uh, if it's not called Untitled Judd Apatow Lockdown Comedy, then I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I, has there ever been a film that's been released as untitled, blah, blah, blah? Like it's, I mean, I, the director's cut of uh, Almost Famous. Oh, really? It's called Untitled. Um, the Bubble. That was it. The Bubble, it's called. And then he's got Untitled George Carlin documentary and Untitled Judd Apatow slash Lucas Brothers project. Oh, Lucas Brothers. They just got Oscar nomination. Oh, um, he wrote the story on uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, so they they Oscar nominated. So now it just kind of leaves Channing Tatum as one of the only few Oscarless people in Twenty Two Jump Street, which is crazy. But um, yeah, I have it on um, uh, quite good authority that um, it is aiming for a Christmas release. Cool. So um, I think we should do it as an episode. Like I, don't, I don't really don't want to do it as an episode. <laughs> God damn it. Let's just start the film. Let's start okay, it. so you know that it's called National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. Yeah. You're pretty sure that means it's based on cops. Yeah, um, Loaded Weapon makes me, makes me think of Lethal Weapon, something and like the fact that. that it's called Loaded Weapon 1 in 1993. Um, also a hint to the fact that uh, Lethal Weapon had, at that point... Two sequels, and we kept talking about the possibility of number four. Um, Yeah, I I figured it was a a sort of thing at like, we're going to call it number one, even though we don't know if we're getting a sequel. No, no. I imagine it wasn't a big franchise thing where the sequels had already been there. It's not like Avatar, which, as we all know, is called Avatar 1. 
we all know it's called at the end of it, it says Avatar Chapter One. Yes, it's uh, it's it's it's, a, it's actually a chapter for the Book of Sport of a Saw, but uh, <laughs> it's Avatar. Yeah, I can't believe they put that in there. <laughs> it's not as disgusting as I thought it would be. I mean, the whole ponytail stuff is a bit weird, but it's not like uh, waking up in the middle of a bathroom chained to a Navi. <laughs> oh, Irresistible is on um, HBO Max. Have you seen that? I have seen every frame of Irresistible. Do you know what's not good? Any I frame like of Irresistible. It. I like it's devoid of entertainment. It's not funny. It's not got anything interesting to say. It thinks it's got something interesting to say about money and politics, but it's just not. It's just John Stewart thinking all these years of being an angry centrist on TV, and now I'm going to split the difference and do political stuff. And Rosewater was good. Rosewater, I think, was good. But Irresistible was actively nothing. It didn't exist as I was watching it. Uh, now load up Loaded Weapon 1 and uh, you'll see... Oh, do you want to do it now? Yeah, the, the, the handsomeness of Emilio Estevez and he's got a buddy partner. They got all the Nightmare on Elm Street something. Um, Why is that important uh, right now? Sorry, I was just scrolling through um, Loaded Weapon 1. Yes. Okay. I thought that was Danny Glover at first, but it's not. It is... Because he's playing the Danny Glover of... Okay, Samuel L. Jackson's in this. Samuel L. Jackson, possibly the biggest box office individual of all time? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. Oh, God, he John Lovitz. And John Lovitz, the trifecta. Yeah. The trifecta. Oh. I'm glad that the cast doesn't actually list anything else because... Um, let, me, let me tell you this one. Samuel L. Jackson, not the only famous person in this film. No offence to Emilio Estevez, I like Emilio Estevez, but uh, he is not on the rank of Samuel L. Jackson. What, what year was this? 19... This is 93. Oh, the year I was born. Um... You are as the same age as this film. How do you feel? Old. Do you feel um... old looking at the poster and thinking, oh, that's had more wear and tear than me. <laughs> when was... That uh... had a lot of sticky glue slapped to the back of it than me. When... That's been pinned against the wall more often than I have. When did... <laughs> <laughs> when did um, uh, Top Gun come out? Top Gun was that eighty six. Okay, so Tom Cruise was a big star. That that's that's all I've got in my head of when you said big stars. Tom Cruise was huge. Yeah. Yeah. He's never been huge. He's always, he's always been quite small. No, that's not true. I've seen him in real life. He is regular human size. It's just the fact that uh, the movies are expected to be 800 foot tall at all times. <laughs> well, um, shall we start uh, National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon? What are you expected to get out of this film? Humour. I'm expecting laugh a minute kind of stuff. Laugh a minute, because it's only 82 minutes. Yes. Okay. Very glad. Any, are there any kind of uh, big actors you think might pop up in this film? All I've got in my head is Tom Cruise. I'll be absolutely honest with you here. Well, that's um, not going to... Uh, he really sticks like himself a... up and plays up comedy very often, especially not in that era when he's trying to be taken as a serious actor and leading the... I feel like a Star Wars actor, maybe. What kind of Star um, Well, you've got a Star Wars actor. Mace Windu's in this film. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? A Star Wars actor who's... Already in, who'd already been in Star Wars at that point. Um, so, um, Mark Hamill or something. I don't think um, uh, Han Solo, I can't remember his name, Harrison Ford would be up for it, but um, either Luke or Leia would, would, might pop in. 
Now, so, you are, are you saying Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill, or are you saying the characters Luke yeah. Skywalker and uh, Leia Organa? Either or. I'll take, I'll take either. Maybe it's them in disguise as actors called Mark Hamill. And... So they've arrived through a wormhole from a galaxy yeah. far, far away a long time ago. They've managed to transplant yeah. themselves through space and time. Yeah. And they are aware enough that there are these two people who are actors who were playing them in, TV, right. in a movie. That's the funny thing. They're not even what? aware of that. They're just like, do you want to have some fun? Let's just pretend to be like people who, I don't know, act for a let, living. Let, let's find out. Uh, I'm going to go as this uh, this seemingly popular actor, Mark Hamill, who we all know. No, 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 play no, no, this no, character. no, no. No, They don't even find out about Mark Hamill. The real then Mark how Hamill. do they choose the name Mark Hamill? And that's that's the funny thing about it. Is that They're funny? Like, let's, let's just do fun, you know what funny up, is? Let's just come up with some random names. I'll go Mark... And then he sees like some ham off to the side. Ham, ham, Mark Ham. He's throwing up, and it's Mark Ham ill. Yes, exactly. And that's how he comes up. And then, you know, she sees sees a fisherman who is dragging, and they're having to pick up a fish. And he's like, ah, Terry Fisher. (laughs) Exactly. It writes itself. Uh, So now I'm hoping for that. That's how it opens. That's the opening scene. That's they the land. opening scene. Hold on a second. This gambit, which their cameos, or at least you know, sporting actors in the film, have the opening scene. Yeah. And theoretically they... does have a storyline throughout. They land. Okay. Um, and they come up with these names, and then uh, they instantly get killed. Oh, shit. <laughs> Just to prove that's... that there's no more Star Wars films coming, because that's what George Lucas that's said. But hold on a second. They get killed as if, like, that's it, brutally death. Or they get killed. The actors themselves are dead. And we see on screen, right, these characters are fully dead. And the actors they're playing are dead. And the actors who play them. And they show off the autopsy footage during the credits to prove that the actors <laughs> did die while shooting the and, scene. And Ant and Dec somehow get the footage of the autopsy. God, they um, always love those <laughs> autopsy footage. After that successful movie, that's all they ever did. I've never seen that. I, I need to watch No that. one saw Alien Autopsy. I still watch it on Dex Saturday Night Takeaway. It's a fun... Do they frequently reference that and give out DVDs of the film? Like <laughs> they it should do. Sandra Bullock at the Razzies. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they... Um, Luke and Leia get killed, and they are the murder that starts the murder mystery of this um, loaded weapon storyline. So there we go. Shall we start? Or shall we just carry on talking about it and assume that I am indeed right and uh, <laughs> we don't need to watch it? I mean, this, this is why you're not right for the lampoon because you just think death is immediately funny. <laughs> death is serious. It's comedy around death that's funny. Oh, so you're saying no one dies in this film? No one ever really dies. Justice is coming. <laughs> Duh. Wow. Is that why you didn't mention Han appearing in this? Because you knew that if uh, Han Solo died, it would just come back in the ninth one. Yes, exactly. Whether it's as a false ghost or as just like he's going to appear in the trailer and we don't know what that means for a year and a half because they delay it due to COVID. <laughs> Han Solo always returns in the ninth film of the franchise. <laughs> God, I didn't even think Yeah. That. Right? I just blew your mind. Well, let's blow my funny bone now. I'll blow a lot more things if that's what you want. Yeah, you're ready to get loaded weaponed. I am indeed. 
Okay. See you after this. What's wrong? Nothing. National Lampoons. Loaded Weapon 1. From out of the night comes two men with enough courage, enough brains. What you got, Irv? Dandruff, seborrhea, maybe just dry, itchy scale. Have you tried this? I use it. Head and shoulders? Enough bullets. I know what you're thinking, punk. Did he fire 173 times or 174? To get the job done. Hey, Scotty! Can you get this machine to work? I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. If I push it any harder, the whole thing will blow. New Line Cinema presents the cop movie to end all cop movies. Give me a name. What are your parents supposed to do that? Hey, hey, Sarge. It's tingling. That means it's working. National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1. So, this is Mr. Screw with your brain, eat your spleen, wear your flesh as a hairnet leecher, huh? Ah! Look who's Mr. Scaredy Pants now. Ah! I just gotta ask, what does human flesh taste like? Chicken. See it before they make the sequel. What are two things you'd like the most in the world that I think I think you'd think you'd like? I'm so confused. Sorry, say that again? What are a couple of things I think you like in the world most of all, more than anything else, I think? Country music? Is this a line from the film? No, I'm asking you a question. Oh, right, okay. I was just trying to... Two things... What, what are two costumes I've definitely seen you perform in? At least various. You've taken pictures of yourself in costume. Oh, Rocky Horror. Uh-huh. What's the other costume? Maybe you were... Oh, Wayne's World. Oh, what what film contains, you know, an actor from Rocky Horror and a reference to Wayne's World? Yeah, yeah, I mean... Is there any other film in the world? Uh, if there is, I can't think of it. National Lampoon's Lady Weapon 1. It gives you everything that I think a <laughs> growing Johnny needs. A <laughs> growing Johnny needs. Yeah, this is, um, this is fun. I think um, this is in the... Uh, the group of films where it's a really good film, but it's not one that's an instant favourite. Like, you know, like, I don't know, Airplane's good as well, but like, stuff where like, you get jokes aplenty peppered in throughout. Mm. Um, and you love it when you watch it, but it's not one you can watch again and again and again. Or like very, not very frequently. You'll yeah. want to go back to bits and pieces of it. That's the thing. Yes. It's, it's great for, in the, in the old days, you would want to put it on because you really fancy watching a couple of jokes and you'd end up watching the whole thing. But nowadays you can just go on YouTube and find it. I really want to see the uh, the Popeye sequence or the culmination of the loon-shaped potato head or Emilio yes. Estevez and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Or I want to hang out with Whoopi Goldberg and Tim Curry or F. Murray Abraham or fucking Bruce Willis. Yeah. Bruce Willis just overqualified performances in this film. It's just, yeah, uh, it's a stacked cast. Before even mentioning that, uh, hey, they're Shatner. Yes. 
Um, I did. I, I actually had, yeah, I actually had to double check uh, Shatner's IMDb to make sure it was him, because oh, in case it was someone else who overacted in well, everywhere. Yeah, but I was also thinking like ninety three. He was like a bit older and like a bit bigger by um, then. Ninety three. Let me see. He was ninety now, so he would have been sixty two. I, the last thing I saw him in was um, Fanboys, which was 2001, and he looked a, quite a bit different. Uh, Fanboys was 2000 and late. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or something. It well, maybe it was even 2010. Yeah, that... Yeah, yeah real, real... Because it was set in 2001. I was thinking it just came out 2001. That's not right. If you want, if you want some 2000, 2001 era Shatner, you've got to go to Congeniality. Uh, all right. All right, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Duh. Um, oh, do you want to go through Shatner's, uh, you know, post-Star Trek resume? No, I'm good. I'm good. Um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, Samuel L. Jackson, though. Oh, sorry. Oh. Are we hanging with Samuel L. Jackson? <laughs> this red-hot action. I'm doing the, 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 the uh, end credit song film. SWAT. <laughs> God. SWAT. Um, now, what, um, SWAT. what had he been in before this? So what had he been I... in before this, yeah. uh, Goodfellas? He'd only been working with Marty Scorsese. Right. And uh, was he not in True Romance? Um, true Romance. Was can't he in True Romance? I think he might be right, but I can't remember why or how or when or where. Um, and Coming to America. I was just trying to wonder, I was just wondering if he tried to start his career off in comedy. I think he uh, tried to just be in anything that uh, was available. Yeah. Turns out um, he can land a joke. He can indeed. I think about the line a lot. The uh, you know it's going to take a lot more than a few car bombs to stop us. Well, not a hell of a lot more. <laughs> that line is perfect throwaway with a bit of humanity to it. Yeah. <laughs> he is funny to the bone. Uh, yeah, this was um, this is a great little romp. It was uh, entertaining throughout he'd done Patriot Games before that Juice Jungle right. Fever Goodfellas Exorcist 3 Mo Better Blues Exorcist 3 I didn't Do know the right thing coming to America uh, days what year was um, Jurassic Park was that 93 as well or 95 uh, yeah that was 93 93 okay he was to Andy Minister Society Jurassic Park True Romance it's a busy year 93 for him yeah and then boom, Pulp Fiction. It's like, ah. Yeah. And then the year after that, boom, Die Hard 3. Bloody yeah. Hard 8. Um, Long Kiss so tell me, God tell me about damn, the, um... Jackie Brown. You know what? <laughs> Sam Jackson's career is insane. And uh, he is never bad. Yeah. You can look right at now. anything. Like, uh, even if the film is, you know, basic. Like Captain America, but he is really great. uh, Winter Soldier, he's really good in that. He gets a lot to do. Mm. A small period of time, it's like, yeah, I want to watch him do that. Um, So tell me about the first time you saw. This is one I couldn't tell you about the first time. It's just kind of lodged in there forever. Okay, but I guess maybe I was like uh, seven, eight years old. I can tell you one thing though that always freaked me out. I grew up being a big Whoopi fan. Who wasn't? You're a fan of Whoopi. <laughs> I loved watching Whoopi. Right. <laughs> and uh, I also enjoyed the uh, comedy of Tim Curry. Right. 
because you know Muppets Treasure Island, big film. Yes. <laughs> so when uh, he shoots Whoopi a bunch of times in the opening, in the second <laughs> opening sequence in this film, I always that gave me nightmares. Yeah, because it's just like it was terrifying as a kid that he was constantly shooting her, and it's played off as a hilarious joke, and it is a hilarious sequence. <laughs> but as a kid, not recognizing that, just understanding that everything is as important as everything else, everything mm. is based staked around the same thing: life and death. That freaked me out. That the idea of watching, you know, a monster who uh, would turn tail on the Muppets, also turning tail on Whoopi. I am. Um, I do love. Um... Tim Curry, but he does have a scary face, doesn't he? He he's doesn't an ex- need to be dressed. He's as an expressive anyway. face, and if he yeah. smiles and goes hello, it's probably welcoming. But uh, if, he, if his eyes, if his eyes turn from glint in the eye happy to, uh, to slightly scowly, that smile suddenly becomes sneer, and uh, you are in for something very, very, very bad coming your way. When he um, when he turns up. Uh, the doorbell rings, and you said, "Oh, who's who? Who is it?" Who is it? And I went, "Oh, it's uh, Pennywise." Pennywise. <laughs> and I giggled because I was like, "Yes, finally a setup that <laughs> works for you." You're welcome. I oh. give you the I give you the build up for it. Did you say that knowing I was going to say it, or was like, "Oh, he actually did it"? And <laughs> well, I, I was hoping, but sometimes you end up kind sometimes, of ignoring yeah. it, and then they go, "No, it's Pennywise, it's the clown." And you go, "Oh, for fuck's sake." Because you resent the idea that I would uh, do this to you after you spent a yeah. year doing it to me. <laughs> exactly. And uh, now I let them spend their life doing it to you because uh, you made my year torturous. Well, you said better wrong, but okay. Um... One second. I'm just going to look at the uh, newly released character posters for Space Jam and New Legacy only in cinemas. Oh. Only in cinemas, eh? LeBron's, uh, the bottom of LeBron's uh, face and his body and then the top of Bugs Bunny's ears. So it's just size. Right up Bugs Bunny's face, but the rest of his body seems to be cloaked in some sort of weird colouring. Uh-huh. And Lola Bunny's face and holding a basketball, but the rest of the colouring gone. Does... And Tweety Bird. Tweety Bird is the fourth character shown in the run of things. Let's see who's fifth. Fifth is Daffy. Daffy gets fifth billing here in the oh, character yeah. posters uh, thing. Then Roadrunner. Then Speedy Gonzalez is in the film. That's interesting, given they were, you know, concerned about the cultural stereotyping going on. And yeah, then Taz. Mm-hmm. Where's uh, Where's Marvin? Yeah, that's where's true. Grandma? Um, where's Sylvester? If you've got Tweety, where's my Sylvester? When does that come out on HBO Max? Uh, I think that is July third or something. It is around Independence Day because they're celebrating independence from the villainous Ratfink AIG <laughs> rhythm. And when does it come out? going to chase them all the way through the server bus. <laughs> and when does it's it come out? such classic IPs and franchises as Casablanca, The Matrix, <laughs> and Mad Max. When does it come out in cinemas over here? They did not mention that on uh, what you would think they should do, the Warner Brothers UK tweets about the posters. Strange. It is a uh, failing, and I can't seem to find that information. Maybe a radiotimes.com might give us that information. Um... As of recording, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is out today. Is that right? Yeah, April 5th. Yeah. On, um... No. Wednesday. No, no, no. Sorry, this is, uh, this is April 7th. Oh, sorry. I'm getting my dates. It's a week ago. So it came out, came out last week, but when is it out in the UK? Is it available to, to rent straight away? April... From last week? Is it, April, is, it, is it Friday? Was it last Friday? Might have been. I think it was the same day as Minari. All oh, right. 
you know, the, the two I, the two titans of cinema. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think we. But um, when I think of Godzilla versus Kong, I think well, that's Stephen Young versus Alan Kim. We get um, some things before on HBO Max before they hit uh, UK cinemas, right? That's yeah. what I was trying yeah, to get. Yeah, Tom at. and Jerry. Yes, but then Tom and Jerry came out. Didn't it come out the same day over here? In the like, we get things on HBO Max before yeah, Tom, and Jer- out Tom and Jerry came out. Uh, well, a month and a bit after. Really? Like, pretty much. Yeah, because it only came out last week, uh, two weeks ago. Two wow. weeks ago. Yeah, to rent over here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They take their time. I'm so glad we've got HBO Max. HBO Max is very useful, so you can watch National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 1 infinitely. Is there a National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 2? No. Has there no. ever been talk of a National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon 2? Why would there be? This film 2? was just a take on yes. franchise action blockbuster buddy comedies of the 80s and early 90s. But they both said sequel. Yes, because they, <laughs> because they always set those things up. Yeah. It's about, it's about the idea of a franchise setting up the next one calling it shot could you imagine a franchise that would have like a sequence in one film that was only there to set up like three films down the way how tiring and exhausting would that be especially if everyone couldn't stop talking about it for a decade and all other cinema went by the wayside so they could have i don't know a cinematic uh, universe oh you're talking about when the flash popped up in um batman v Superman? i am talking about russell crowe stepping in and detailing how he works as both Dr. Jekyll, and yes, Mr. Hyde. I still haven't seen... Was that... Ten-minute sequence in which he monologues about uh, the, uh, group, the, the group of monsters he tried to put together to fight the evils of the world. Wow. Yep. It's the mummy, isn't it, he's in? Yeah. He's in? Well, what other Dark Universe film would he have popped up in at this point? I was just trying to think... Was, was, was there not <laughs> well, Dragon film... Untold, that didn't count. Yeah, was there, was there no other film in the Dark Universe? Like, oh, I know The Mummy was the first one that the said Mummy Dark Universe. The Mummy was the universe. first in the Dark Universe. It's the one that's branded with Dark Universe. But I thought there was and, a film before that. The Invisible Man with Johnny Depp, because that's... Yeah. Well, yeah, Dracula Untold, technically, kind of, but not really. So they did that, and then they're like, oh, we can oh, maybe maybe we Maybe if we uh, make this, but, it, but you know, we try and put famous people in, as opposed to Luke right. Evans and Bill Nye. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out uh, Luke Evans... Not a big box office draw. Bill Nye, um, he... Oh, if, if you want him to be in a film full of CGI action, where it's got to be a big budget film with Pokemon in it, or you just have to accept that you're making another Underworld. <laughs> we, if you um, can't get him in well, Underworld, don't worry, we can replace him with Charles uh, Dance for the last You're one. asking which ones I haven't seen. Sorry, which ones? Your list. <laughs> um, I... Uh, I... I put um, The Mummy on my list of films that we could do, Tom Cruise films that I've not seen that we could do as an episode. I've so seen... when is The Mummy episode? Well, I've seen, I think, an hour of The Mummy. Oh, I and thought you'd seen it all. Towards the uh, end of the Russell Crowe monologue, I just looked around and said, good. I'm wasting my life sitting in a cinema <laughs> watching this film because this is not a movie. This is an advertisement for a franchise, and I don't have any interest in watching this advertisement. So I just walked out, and I love Tom Cruise, but that film is has nothing. It's not. It's not got any personality to it. It is did just. You, did you get the um the airplane sequence at least? Isn't yeah, that a big airplane sequence or something? It's pretty. Oh, it's very boring. It's not as funny as the version that IMAX decided to release without the uh, uh, the music and effects sound uh, tracks on. When did that happen? 
Oh, when the when the trailer came out, the first time the trailer came out, IMAX released uh, on their on their YouTube page, I believe it was. The uh, they debuted the trailer, and someone there had uh, obviously uh, got the splits for it, which is when you have the dialogue, the voiceover, the music, and the effects as separate uh, tracks, right. sound mix tracks. And uh, obviously, at some point when they were editing it, they uh, forgot to unmute those sound <laughs> things. And uh, if you ever watch a Red Letter Media video, sometimes they will reference the mummy or reference something going wrong, and they will show a clip from that because they they downloaded that file and they just like to use the bit. It's like, it's as someone who has worked, you know done that for a whole year of just watching trailers like that it's yeah like, yeah i guess it's funny the first time <laughs> it's like uh, i can see because that's why you, that's why you have music and effects to mix in the dialogue because you don't have enough dialogue to last the entire screen that you need for the sequence you're setting up because mm. that's done more effectively in the film as a different kind of perspective but for the setting point you need this uh, to have like a, a strong screen so you're having to fold in <laughs> the same screen twice over and mix it subtly and that's why you cover that with like a <laughs> or, or a musical sting and taking yeah. them away when you just hear the dialogue there <laughs> i remember when uh what was it uh sigma jiggy the first trailer for x-men apocalypse came out mm. and a lot of the uh siri mckellen was it Sir... no it's not siri mckellen was it siri mckellen like no, yeah. Sir Patrick Stewart. Astrid, Astrid, even tripod Mike first. No, you know uh, it might have been Days of Future Past. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, um, when they had. Uh, oh, I, the thing with the Boglers was the Oscar Isaac's uh, sound kept sounding so different in every trailer we got, <laughs> and so trying to do a uh, advert for it using all the trailers was quite awkward because the oh, uh, dialogue using the same using different parts of the dialogue, and thus it sounds like two different characters all the time. It's just like, oh, this is a fuck up. Um, with Days of Future Past, when we had uh, sequences, it was like Siri uh, McKellen had a line. But uh, the way it was handled, it was uh, it was basically a fade in, fade out, fade in, fade out from two different segments of the film oh. to make one line of dialogue. I can't remember what the line of dialogue was, but it, it sounded like this. Like, why is he being quiet <laughs> and suddenly yelling? And it's meant to sound sound like a normal way of talking. <laughs> and talking like this. Ah, that's a really bad edit and you wouldn't notice it because of like a you know we've got to kill <laughs> um that's so the that... power of editing sorry but actually i'm going to weapon one yes uh what's your favorite joke in it <laughs> i really enjoyed the uh potato head bit yeah yeah i gotta say that uh that threw me because i didn't recall that one to be honest lynch a <laughs> uh Trying to say this is what the guy looks like, and they're using a Mr. Potato head. Well, potato, yeah, bit of pieces. And it turns out, oh, there is a guy who looks like that. I'm a sucker for that joke. They did that in The Simpsons. They did it in um Simpsons movie. Uh, in Johnny English, do you remember? I don't remember anything from Johnny English. I don't remember Johnny films on the big screen. Um, in Johnny English, he like fights with himself and makes it out like um there's someone in the room with him. And he's, you know, there's a whole bit where he's got the chair up against him and he's pushing it. He's trying to struggle with it. And then you see the other shot and he's in the room and there's no one holding. He's just like holding the chair up against him. Um, and then he was like, he gave a, a description of the guy who he fought. And he said he had like red hair, uh, like an in and afro and um, a scar 
that goes all around his face or something and um an eye patch and then at the very end of the film he uh is it nasaline Bruglia, isn't it yes yeah uh they're in the car together and um he leans in to kiss her and he accidentally presses the uh ejection seat button and she goes up in the air and there goes credits and then it cuts from the credits to her landing in the pool and who's sat by the poolside but the very guy that he described (laughs) sounds like a joke Um, i do like those bits but uh this bit i think was so much more funny because it just happened in the background that and the um popeye thing (laughs) what's the point of that i don't know they they don't appear yeah, a, <laughs> just a guy who's got big arms who's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he gets taken over by a couple of uh, guys with guns. Why not? Why? You know, it is it is looking at the script and going, well, why isn't there a joke here? Yeah. Every moment is like, well, why isn't there a joke here? What is yeah. a joke we do? Why not? Who cares? Why not? Throw it out there. <laughs> and I enjoy seeing how much does actually land because there are yeah. jokes. It's not just you know. Um, hey, look! It's Iron Man. What's Iron Man got to say? Oh, he's squashed by a cow. Disaster movie. The um, <laughs> the first joke in the film tickled me quite a bit. Um, uh, him the stepping getting on out of the car. <laughs> Do you want to describe that? Step, stepping on a cigarette, then dropping a cigar and stepping on that, and then dropping the pipe. <laughs> stepping on that. <laughs> Oh. And I think they they did something a little later where someone dropped a cigarette. They did on it. Uh, the next scene as well. The uh, cook the girl scout comes out the van and skips towards the front door and then stops, oh, yeah. cops, drops the cigarette. And that was it. Yeah, I the joke was... is this time it's a child. Yeah, it's also but, yeah. I would have put the uh, the cigar and the pipe in again. To be honest, <laughs> no, you can't oversell that one. Because <laughs> that way you're delaying um, both Whoopi Goldberg's appearance in this film and Tim Curry's appearance in this film. Only by a few precious seconds. Yeah, but I want more it. Tim Curry. True. Don't don't True. stop my curry. <laughs> I want it. I want a hot curry. Give me give me the spicy hot curry. Um. Yeah. I would shit. Um. Not too sure what more to say about this. It was it was it was a fun romp and um, beavers. But I feel like Did you enjoy the basic instinct stuff. That was um. That was brilliant. That was <laughs> the ice pick but turning in thing and like, then the whole beaver sequence. I feel like they did it a few too many times though. They did it about four times, right? Well, they did it well, at the turnaround. Yeah. Well, they did it four times, but uh, people got naked, as you notice in the background. So the joke yeah. was it was constantly piling on five different jokes at the same time. Yes, yeah, and the last one was the reveal of a beaver. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, g- um, give, give me an animal puppet. I'm also susceptible to uh, people with, you know, a fake animal. I was really hoping that the uh, Hannibal, Le- Hannibal Lecter thing that they put in uh, was going to actually be Anthony Hopkins. Cause he, could oh, you no, imagine? instead, instead they got F. Murray Abraham, which, yeah. you know, you go like her, but uh, he won an Oscar playing yeah. Salieri. He is a titan. Um, it is insane that he would say yes to this and good for him. I also thought he was. It was going to be, uh, um, you know, what's his name? Thank you, uh, John Lovitz. John Lovitz, yeah. John Lovitz, who I, um, I have been, uh, um, I've been raised to despise because apparently he's a bit of a prick with his. Uh, he was a bit of a prick with his comedy club. In general, he's not yeah. exactly. 
but yeah. uh, he's his own person. But hey, you get Phil Hartman in this as well for the fight. Yeah, that's, that's fun as well. This was my introduction to Phil Hartman as a human being and not just <laughs> right. slash uh, Troy McClure. So it was what, very enjoyable to get you watched the film and then you had the voice. And no, like, no, no, my introduction to him as a person. Because, of course, I just heard him as a voice. And then knowing, yeah, hey, so, I know that voice and seeing, it, and seeing yeah. him, that's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. You, you watched the film and you heard his voice and you're like, hold on a second. That sounds like the guy from The Simpsons. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes, yes so. um, but yeah, um, the uh, the the sight gag of the caravan that um, oh the uh, train lives in, um, big being on huge on the inside like TARDIS, and with uh, pillars. Yeah, uh, you know, decadent. Yeah, very very well done. He creates this his, uh, beautiful drink. There's just a lot to love. With this film, whiskey and vodka and <laughs> chocolates, bourbon and uh, a nice big old gulp of chocolates. Yeah. Oh, disgusting! Just, just disgusting. Um, but yeah, uh, the the teenage mutant ninja turtles moment. Uh, I imagine that was spliced in. Like, that was absolutely just a yeah clip from the film. Yeah, that's a shame. It would have been that is just footage because they owned it. Yeah, it would have been good if they like spent the money to <laughs> for just a, like what, not even five seconds. But hey, you got Corey Feldman in this film, so I mean, yeah. you got one of the turtles. Yeah, that's true. Right? I mean, we're we're a quarter of the way there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fun fun film, all in all. What more is there to say? Who do you prefer, Emilio or Charlie? Oh, Emilio, for sure. Did you prefer Martin or Joe? Martin. Wow. Who's Joe? Joe Estevez, his brother. Oh no, Martin. No. Man, you are not down with Decker. Nope. You are not a Tim and Eric head. And as I said during the film, um, it's the first time I've noticed how much Emilio Estevez looks like his dad. I think it's in the eyes. It, it It's the eyes and the jaw. He's got a bit more of a... Yeah. It's got this kind of what is it? I, it's not a square jaw. It's just kind of a floppy jaw. Mm. Very interesting. But uh, look at Joe Estevez for a moment. I've it's never just, heard of Joe Estevez. Just, just all right. I'll Google him. Google, Google Joe Estevez and stare at him for a while. Joe. Gosh, it's weird. It's weird. <laughs> oh, oh my God. <laughs> The first uh, image I've got is basically uh, Martin Sheen with a moustache. Right, right. Yeah. But you look at the various images of him and it's like, yeah, I mean... There's a, there's a look in that family. There's a particular look and it's kind of insane how they can all be so different and yet exactly the same at the same <laughs> time. Known for Return of the Rollerblade 7. <laughs> the seventh film in that franchise. Good stuff. Who Lives Last. Soul Taker. And the Rollerblade Seven. He's he's known more for the return of the Rollerblade Seven than he is for the Rollerblade. Sometimes the sequel breaks out bigger than the first one. You think the Avengers is bigger than Endgame? I thought they both said 1991 then as well, but one was 93, one was 91. And weirdly, the return was 91. It's a time travel piece. Oh Jesus! Let's have a look at what he's got coming up. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 titles coming up in pre-production or announced or post-production or completed. 
Jesus. <laughs> busy man, and I've never heard of him. Or seen Again, him. you know, he was taken under the wing by uh, Tim Heidecker. Just like, uh, use anything possible. It's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll work with you. I'll do stupid shit all the time. <laughs> 2014 to present, Decker. He's just there. He's just doing that for the entire time. While we've been doing this uh, post-chat thing, part of the <laughs> podcast, I've been trying to figure out in my mind whether or not I... Because usually I know after the film, straight after the film, I, I know if I'm movie mad or not. But it's taken me until just about now. I'm ready to answer the question, I think. Okay. But uh, are you going to enjoy just looking at clips of this for the rest of your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be some fun fun things to go back to. Uh, I just don't think I would go back to Are the you going film. to enjoy Sorry. watching uh, Samuel Jackson's career unfold continually now and think, wow. Yeah. But, you know, it's only weapon one. Attack it's of the of... 30-foot chola. Um, I'm sorry. It's a Joe Estevez film where he plays Homer Solo. Sorry, it's just... Sorry, he plays... He plays God in a cold day in hell. No, no, no. Let's go back to that last character. Who's this character in the last film? Um, Homer Solo. So this is an episode of The Simpsons in which uh, Homer Simpson tragically loses his family, tries to get off of the planet in order to, yeah. to get away. <laughs> and uh, he's asked, uh, what, what, who are your people? He goes, I don't know who, people, who are you traveling with. My family's all dead. Homer Solo. The Solos. Oh, <laughs> Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to um, to go off tangent there. Um, <laughs> Could you imagine if that's how the show ends? Homer's <sighs> trying to travel and he gets a new name, and that's the, that's right. It's not called The Simpsons anymore. It's just the new show. It's called The Solo. <laughs> In a couple of years, apparently. What? Well, isn't that? I saw a news article saying now oh, it's been renewed for two more seasons. Which means it's probably going to end after two more seasons or something. No, it means it's got two more seasons. That's already. the thing, yeah. That's why it's going to end. All the headlines eight. are like, oh, Simpsons might end. It's like, no, it's just yeah. been renewed. Yeah, okay, right, that's just fair enough. Yeah. The only time I was truly right when the Simpsons were ending was when the uh, voice artists were demanding more money and more stuff. Uh, right. Especially Harry Shearer was like, oh, well, no, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like he still doesn't care. Yeah. Well, you said they're getting older Tough now. Marge sounds like almost dead. Yeah, Marge sounds like this now. And uh, in the episode from uh, yesterday, at time of recording, they decided to get Megan Mullally on to play Sarah Wiggum, who oh. always sounds like this. And now suddenly she sounds exactly like Megan Mullally and is, for some reason... A competent heist, heistist, an oceans type thief. And it's like, ah, oh, what? Mm. But why? Why can't she? Wait, this is the first time you've ever decided to build out this character, and this is what you do with it, and you get rid of years of history. Can we just accept the history and add to it, as opposed to go, like, no, I want to go a different direction and screw you all, because that's what ruined the principal and the pauper. Oh, uh, yeah. Seven? So, yeah. For fuck's sake, can we. Do you want care about the show a little bit more everyone who isn't me well do you want some more uh, joe estifus titles because i'm still scrolling here johnny yeah i would not do this podcast and just call this the joe estifus fest <laughs> death can i buy you a drink he plays yes. emmanuel perkins in that um 
Vampire Boulevard, he plays Mr. Big Shot. Las Vegas Psycho, he plays Captain. Ah, no, no, no. Is the Captain the Psycho or is the Captain trying to hijack the Psycho? Ah. He is the Captain of Psychos. Um, Zombie Geddon, he plays Brooks. Um, Hold on, there's one. Pacino is Missing, 2002 film. He plays Joe Cicero. Cicero. Pacino is Missing. Yeah, I've got to go into this one. Let's see what the plot is. Where am I? Mob tale of a mafia boss whose mole has hooked up with a young hood now in charge of a movie studio. And the uh, the poster looks a lot like Goodfellas-ish. Like with the three faces. Now, the three faces were, in this case... Oh, uh, no one recognised them. Well, they got faces. <laughs> True. So, Doesn't yeah, tell me. Estevez, Alessandro, and Galisandro. Oh, well, so, they. Alessandro and Galisandro? Yep. They honestly. never work together. Anthony. No, Dalessandro, sorry. Not Galisandro. Anthony Alessandro, who yeah. doesn't have an image on his IMDb. Well, we see top build. his face on the poster. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Joe Dalessandro, who does have an image. Playing Sal Coletti. Joe and Joe D'Alessandro? You can't have both Joes. You can't have both D'Alessandros. Apparently so. It's just too much. This is why yep. this film was, was unsuccessful. Deathbed. Plays art in Deathbed. It, Autopsy, a love story. Oh, hold up. Sorry, I'm, I'm going... Well, Deathbed. Yeah. Is that a bed that finally causes death? Uh-huh. Or is that just like, you know, in the bedroom type thing? Two... What was the one you just said? <laughs> Hold on, let me scroll up again. Yeah. Um, what was it? Death. Where the fuck? Above that one, I believe. Maybe south. Probably. Death probably south. Uh, autopsy, a love story. A love story. <laughs> a love story between coroner and body. Between mm. two coroners. <laughs> two bodies who have. Have their hearts ripped out, but there's. I think we've found a whole list of films we can do podcasts on. Like I said, yeah, I'm welcome to uh, rest of us festivus. Jesus, um, actually, I'll, I'll have a look at how many titles he's got. I'll scroll <laughs> back up in a second because I'm still scrolling down. Um, no, he did have a generation and uh, you know, thing of a jiggy uh, popping. What do you call him? 301 credits. And what was it? Like 11 of which aren't out yet? <laughs> Bloody hell, we've got... We've got years of this podcast. This is like the uh, podcast from Doug Tilly, which is uh, just covering all the Eric Roberts work for years. <laughs> well, um, before I start uh, prepping on that, that podcast, uh, do you want to ask me the question? Johnny. Yes, he. Are you sad that this is the Emilio Estevez film we decided to do instead of last year when I was going to show you Repo Man for the first time? I am kind of sad, yeah. Because we would have watched Repo Man next to each other. Yeah. That would have been fun. Do you remember when we used to be next to each other? I watching know. Films? Memories. Sitting around. Feel like the world was miserable, but at least we were together. <laughs> Are you mad that you watch National Lampoon's? I, I'm not. I'm not mad at all. Definitely not mad. Would you consider National Lampoon as a franchise you'd look into? Yes. Yes. Definitely. 
Like your movie mouth for National Lampoon's not one. Slightly, but not massively. Did you laugh? Yes, I did. Isn't that you a good song? Isn't that, that a good feeling? Isn't consistently... that a good notice? The idea of It laughing. is indeed. It is indeed. Don't you love to laugh? We can find more laughs on your Twitter. Why don't you tell people where you can find Johnny, your Twitter? Johnny, I'm the host of this show. You are? I'm the host of this show, Johnny. Yep. And don't you love you to indeed. laugh, Johnny? Yes. Don't you love to laugh? Looking at your tweets and Instagrams. Where were they? That's oh, what I was going for. Oh, oh. It's ruined me. Sorry. You like when I ruin you, though. Um, you can find me at movie underscore mad. Oh, it's usually you who goes first. This is strange. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm hosting. At, I'm at movie underscore mad on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, and movie mad on Letterboxd. Because I'm starting to emphasize yep. that now for some reason. Um, what about you? Where can we find is you? for? else you want to plug, plug there first? Or is that it? Oh, I mean, backstage at Bluebird every every Friday. Okay, the, the show I host. Um, what about you? Oh, thank you for asking. Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Ethan Runt. I generally malaise about the uh, dire world around us and try and find puns and jokes in between. And, you know, I'm on Letterboxd at... Uh, Letterbox.com slash Ethan Runt, I guess. I mean, I post sometimes. Um, you can find us at um, iumovie underscore mad on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, iumovie mad pod on Facebook, is it? That's Facebook, yeah. Yeah. And iumovie mad at hotmail.com. Email us. Tell us what uh, what Joe Estevez films you want. Tell you us your Joe want. Estevez stories. Have you had a run in with him? Have you missed him? We all miss him. Um, he's just so busy with all his films. He's so he busy, he's not around. Yeah, he leaves his family solo. <laughs> what's uh, what's next week's film? How are we going to top this? Next, we're not going to top this. Next week, we're going to stick in the world of satire, farce, and parody. Oh, because they're short films, and it's convenient to do some short films during April because it's a long month. It is indeed. Not like we're working hard making a lot of other material. But... <laughs> well, well, until next week, I suppose. Until next week, when uh, we're going to do uh, a Jane Austen movie. Oh, okay. So a serious drama. Serious drama. I'll try and be a serious part drama. Are You Movie Mad is part of the Podnose Network, the UK's leading independent entertainment podcasting network. Produced and edited by Andrew Jones, executive producer George Grimwood. To find out more about Podnose's network, go to www.podnose.com. 